All right. Welcome back to the big program. Just before we welcome in Mark Spector, let's welcome in our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. Laddie, pay attention. There's a quiz later. Slide that microphone over. <laughs> Is there a quiz? <laughs> Good no, morning, everyone. That's in or out later. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I looked at it. Oh, God. I'm in deep trouble there. Well. Like, I think, I think Duke's sole purpose. Is to uh, trip you up. It's to piss me off on, on <laughs> Wednesday nights before I go to bed because that's when I check my phone. Yeah. Like, my God, what well, is this guy dude. doing? He's just I, try- I love it. I He's love trying it, to get under your skin, laddie. Yeah. Uh, it would be too boring, right? Like it would be, yeah. you yeah. got to have some controversy. Yeah. yeah. Time now for On The Mark, fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we welcome in Mark Spector. Morning, Spec. Morning, Kev. How are you doing? Good, good. Maybe down the good road there, there should be a, a three-way in or out. Laddie, Speck, and me. Oh. And Duke, so four-way almost. Four-way. There you go. Would you ever partake in one of those, Speck? What the hell's an in and out? <laughs> Do you don't listen to our radio? On, Speck. You Come don't on, listen Speck. to in or out? So every oh, day. You're, it's you're mostly right about food and a little yeah. bit of about sports. Yeah. I thought we were talking something else here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I listen to you guys. What the hell are you guys? Oh, Speck. Come on, here. man. Yeah, oh, eight early for that. Eight in the, <laughs> eight in the <laughs> radio here, boy. Eight in the morning. You know, okay, so last week with Laddie, we had... So there's four kind of serious questions, and then the fifth one is sort of... Normally with Laddie, it's a food question spec. And last week it was, what is 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 tomato soup and grilled cheese the all-time soup and sandwich combination? <laughs> is it for you, spec? Uh, yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. What pretty would be the other one? I think it could be... Uh, uh, chicken noodle soup for sure, I, and then it's got it's got to be something like with uh, you know a chicken salad or maybe a turkey or something like that. How about that? Yeah, I, that would be my chicken noodle soup would be my second close second, but I I don't know what I would pair it with because yeah. because you should see my the, the size of my chicken noodle soup. <laughs> it's like a meal for four four members of the family. So so last week, Spec Laddie, we did this right before you know he left the tent. So he said, uh, "Well, I'm so hungry. I'm calling my wife Kim to make tomato soup." Yeah, and she goes, "Well, Laddie, I've made you lunch already. Yeah, and we'll have tomato soup tomorrow." <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. that's what a great yeah. wife you have. Yeah. yeah, well, and then Laddie, you so, sent me the picture. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Well, she didn't make it the next day, yeah. sadly, <laughs> but uh, she, she did make it on the weekend, and it was it was uh, delicious. So, mm. thank you. <laughs> She's <Yes>. listening too. <laughs> so I got to be nice. Mark Spector, Ladislav Schmid, Sports fourteen forty. So, Spec, what did you make of the big trade last night, Vancouver and Calgary? Well, I barely slept last night because I know the day's coming where I'm going to have to figure out how to spell that kid's name that's going to be playing defense for Calgary. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I looked at his stats, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, well, he's got decent size. He's, he looks like he's like he's not tall. I think he's almost six tripped. feet. Probably, mm-hmm. If they say six feet, that he's... means you're five ten and a half. <laughs> that's all works. True, Dad. Uh, they say one ninety five. At 19, maybe if he gets to 200 pounds, he'll be fine that way. But he's a right shot defenseman with a whole bunch of assists, uh, which means he's obviously sees the ice, he's got his head up, mm-hmm. uh, knows what to do with the puck. In today's game, you know what? If, if you're going to be a smaller defenseman, then that's okay as long as you're putting up those kind of points. So I like that prospect for sure. 
And uh, Kuzmenko, I don't know. Let's see. I, he hasn't passed the sniff test for me yet. What about you guys? Well, he had 39 goals last year. I, you, you know, sometimes... Coach can't stand him this year, so what's yeah. going on? Well, Coach <laughs> came in last year late. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's, you know, sometimes you just don't don't click with the coach. And, and that's all right. You know, like, well, down the road we'll see, I guess, but... Again, like it's very intriguing. Thirty-nine goals, and that's not easy to score in the NHL. And I was just mentioning to Kevin, like maybe, maybe I'm just get, uh, well, hoping maybe for Huberto, it mm-hmm. could kind of reignite him, you know, a little bit, and uh, you know, get a if, if they if they can figure out to put them on 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 the on the same line or on the same power play, you know, mm-hmm. he he likes to dish the puck, and Kuzmenko can score, so maybe it could work. What about maybe. Lindholm Speck? Maybe. Can he, I mean, he's, you know, he scored 40 goals two years ago, but yep. this year he's been a shadow of himself this year. Well, they took away his two 40-goal yeah. wingers. Yes. <laughs> so that didn't help much. <laughs> and they replaced it with Huberdeau, who hasn't been very good. So I, I would say that certainly two years ago when the Flames were a pretty decent team, Huber, our, Lindholm was their best player, mm-hmm. right? Best player in their team. This year, he didn't produce as well, but uh, their whole team is not doing so great. So I like Lindholm a lot. He's a good player. To me, the the only question mark that circles around Lindholm uh, isn't if he can play and produce and help Vancouver win. I think he will. But you sure gave up a lot if you're not going to sign this guy again, right? Mm -hmm. Vancouver gave up a ton for a rental, and... His number in Calgary was—he was talking like eight and a half, nine million bucks he wanted to sign, and I don't see how Vancouver can afford that. So, to me, it's a long-term question mark, not short-term for Vancouver. Short-term, I think they look pretty good. I I totally agree. Uh, short-term, very very good. Th- this is the guy I like. I have him in my top ten sentiments, like two-way sentiments, in, in yep. almost every year. Mm-hmm. Like he's very responsible. He can put up points. He can score goals. Like you said, you know, th- this year he didn't have the wingers that he was used to, but that guy is legitimate and he makes Vancouver instantly so much better and he makes them contender in my in my opinion. Um, Long term, <laughs> eight and a half nine. I d- I don't see either. How can mm-hmm. they How can they fit them in? Like that's gonna be a <laughs> tricky, tricky, tricky part of the, uh, the this deal. The other thing here, Spec, and we touched on this off the top of the show, the Oilers played the Flames a year and a half ago in the Stanley Cup playoffs, 2022. So not that long ago that they played Calgary in the playoffs, won four games to one. On that Calgary team, there's nobody left. There is absolutely nobody left from a year and a half ago on that team. You've got Andrew Mangiapane. He's probably the best player left from that playoff series. Yep. Rasmus yeah, Anderson. Rasmus Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Markstrom. And that's it. You've got nothing really left at all. Full on rebuild. Man. Like it's. They, well, and, and it's, I mean, sure, it concerns you when good players don't want to stay in your city. Yeah. We've been through this mm-hmm. at Edmonton, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it makes you, you know, it cuts your knees off here when you finally get good players and the minute they get a chance, they get out of your town. That's a. You know, that doesn't feel good for anybody. I like what Conroy's doing here. I think that team has been 
stuck in the middle ground for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been a eighth place team, a ninth place team for twenty some years here. They're not getting anywhere. So I think they should keep this up. I think they should descend a little bit here and keep stocking up prospects. The Flames have to do something. Having older players isn't working for them because they're not staying there. Their rink is is completely antiquated and their dressing room and everything is brutal. Uh, so older players, that matters. When you're yeah. trying to keep guys that are veterans that could have a choice to go anywhere they want, they don't pick you. And the other thing there, here's their biggest issue, guys. The team 300 kilometers up the road is going to beat you every day, right? It's mm-hmm. it's going to be, I mean, depending on dry settle and McDavid, but it's a few years yet before Calgary can even dream of getting by Edmonton in a playoff series. So why try right now? This is a perfect time for them to rebuild because the team up the road is twice as good as they are. Yeah, I forgot to Blake Coleman's in that mix there. There's the players that are left, and we would think that Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev will be gone here in the next little bit. I'm not so sure well. about Hannafin. There have been some talk between the team and Why would him. he stay, laddie? Yeah. I, I, I know. For? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I've there have been rumors, so... You know, yeah, you can never you can never rule that out. But yeah, exactly. You're saying like he's he's not he's not getting any younger either, and he can he can sign a long term deal on a you know on the, on a really good team. I think there's going to be a huge market for a guy like that. I I really like his game. Also, Backlund was on that team. Backs, I like Backs, but he's a lifer Back, there. Really yeah. good player. He yeah. is a really good player. So really. again, about a half dozen guys, though. Yeah. About a half dozen guys left from 2022. Yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do with the goaltending situation. I, I, I would move one of those guys. So you'd move, you'd move, I, move I Markstrom. Would, probably. You're but again, have to, six million, I, I, six I million, two more to, years. I think you're going to have to retain some salary. But I, it's tough. You have, you have Vladar, who has been pretty good for them. I'd say he's still young. You have Wolf coming up from mm-hmm. the minors. Supposed to be good. I, I don't know. And like if you're if you're doing this the right way, like let's tear it down yeah. and slowly build it up, in my opinion. How how much well, spec would a would a trade like this last night uh, create some I don't know, some waves uh, with everyone kind of getting together at the All Star break? What do you mean by waves? Well, like, okay, so you've got a on? Yeah, you've got a player going from Calgary to represent, you know, to go to the All-Star game. Now he's a Canuck and everyone, you know, you know, all those guys, they sit on the bench and go, hey, what else is going to happen? You know, what else is going on here? Well, I, I think more regardless of the All-Star game, Kevin, more so, you know, if you, you read Craig Conroy said when Vancouver ramped up its interest the last three or four days, he got, he made phone calls to numerous other teams mm-hmm. that were in on Lindholm and said, okay, let's go. This deal's, you know, looks like it's going to happen so give me your best deal so what we've got here is one happy gm in patrick alvin in vancouver and probably five or six guys one of them being ken holland who i don't know if he ever thought he could really make a deal for lindholm but edmonton was one of those guys that conrad would have phoned back uh all those GMs are going, okay, we just lost our maybe our first choice. So we just lost a guy we really, really liked. So that will light a fire under every guy because the market just lost a huge player. Mm-hmm. And now all, you know, there's five or six or seven GMs going, okay, what's plan B, boys? What are we doing here? So that will get this. The first trade always makes people a little nervous. <laughs> and there's some guys out there now that are recalibrating, right? Mm-hmm. This is the second trade this year. 
between Calgary and Vancouver. What's going on there? Is there some kind of connection? And like Zadorov is a pretty good player too. Duke was saying there's rumors of him, they're going to ship him out for Tanev now. Could you imagine that? Duke hears it every time. He's on on top of it. I am a big fan of Tanev, honestly. For, you know, he's aging a little bit, but he will do anything on the ice for for the win man like honestly yep. and and that's that's contagious throughout the lineup when you see guy like that sacrificing his body he's tough to play against still for a playoff push i again there's going to be a big market for a guy like that i feel like what do you, you think you know what Spen- he is he's a bigger and probably a little better chris russell yeah. right yeah sells out makes his team better makes his team bigger yeah. Yeah. killer good penalty killer uh, great Tanev's guy, really apparently. Good. Great guy. Everybody raving about this yeah. guy in, a, in the locker room. Team guy. Yeah. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, as and I guess Russell's probably a great example of this. That player who's who's blocked as many shots as they get older, they have a hard time staying in a lineup. We yeah. saw Chris Tanev two years ago against Calgary. He, he played one game in that series against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And he could barely play, like he shouldn't have played. Yeah. So I, I get it. I want Tanev on my team too, but that style he plays mm. as you get older, you know this, laddie. Yep. It's man, the IR is just sitting there waiting for you to <laughs> land on it. Unfortunately, you're right. Yes. Hey, uh, Spec. Thanks for this. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe open a tin of Campbell's mushroom soup for Shalka for lunch today. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. God, you can't you're kidding me. Always make a always make a soup from the scratch. Yeah, but this is spec we're talking about. Spec, don't take, don't take this. Don't take this. Fire back. Yeah, I'm not. No, no. If Shelka was in this conversation, she'd give you a slap. Kevin. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, big guy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, spec. Have a good one. That's uh, on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back. Um, what, oh, I had a question. Okay, sure, like, yeah. I had okay, a question yeah. for you, Kevin. So, when is this new building in Calgary coming? Twenty twenty-seven, I think. So, so they not they haven't even started. The, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's well, that's uh, only three big, years, but that's gonna attract some people. It will. Sure. It the, will. The, 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 honestly, I know a lot of listeners hate Calgary. You know, but I, mm. I, 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 I play there. I really like the city. It's beautiful city. It deserves. It I, deserves new building. Like, yeah. it's, it's, this is crazy. Like, I don't want to call it the, I would have to swear to talk uh-huh. about Saladom. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> it bad. It is tough. Well, it it's is tough. bad. It's so, you walk underneath, when you walk underneath where the dress rooms are, Duke, Dude. it is unbelievable. It looks like a pigsty. It's like when they were introducing new players oh. and going through the locker room, I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like a junior B locker room. Walk, the last time I was there was in the playoffs, 2022. Yeah. Walked by and one, you, like from 10 feet away, they had, I would say, 60 garbage, clear garbage bags full of popcorn that were right there. You could walk by and stick your hand in if you wanted. I am pretty sure I, I experienced that there too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like I, I just feel like the, the the players deserve better, the city deserves better. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, the fans deserve better, man. Like come, like they they support yes. they support a team. Like it, it's way long overdue. What do you think, Duke? <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask you because obviously the Oilers they're they're kind of turnaround, and of course, uh, like Connors and the team's ascension to back being contender status. 
happened to line up with the opening of Rogers place. And so the flames could potentially be on a similar track here. If they're kind of go through a, a transition and retool period, I don't think a full rebuild is probably on schedule for them, but it'll probably be a couple year turnaround. Yep. Who knows that could line up for them. And so then back to you talk about the saddle dome, like you played in both Rexall Mm-hmm. Uh, and slash Northland slash Skyreach, whatever you want to call it, and the Saddle Dome. Like Rexall at the end, was it still like not even close to as bad as no, no, no? But they, they redid it. Was it. Clean, no, it was but, everything. But they redid it our locker room. Yes, they made our locker room brand new for my like last two three years. Mm-hmm. So that or no, maybe even longer than that, maybe five years. Yeah. So it was. I didn't care, and just the atmosphere. You know, a bunch, bunch of Stanley Cups won there. Like, you, you saw, you know, the rafters. Like, I lo- love the smell yeah. of that uh, really strong beer, too. Well, even after, <laughs> after the rodeo, you love that, After the rodeo, that was the best, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to get the Frank here. We got to get the Frank, laddie. All right, so, sorry, sorry. That's sorry, okay. Guys. When we get come back, uh, Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoff. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are totally pumped. Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca. As we welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Good morning, Frank. Kevin, Laddie, how are you? Doing outstanding, outstanding. How's Toronto treating you? Uh, It's been good. I mean, aside from... uh major news breaking and the number one player on our trade targets board getting traded right in the middle of a team dinner last night. I mean, everything's been great. (laughs) So you're sitting around dinner and the phones start exploding? Yeah, I'm sitting at the bar having an old fashioned before dinner and I get a text from someone in Calgary that says something is up. And by the time I can begin making phone calls, Mm -hmm. start to see some hint of news out there. And it's... uh, that's sort of how it works sometimes. So, what do you think of the trade? You know, this is this is going to sound cliche, but this is my honest opinion. I think this is a win for both sides. Yeah. I think Vancouver gets a piece that they can plug right into their lineup that I think helps vault them from Stanley Cup contender category into a select group potentially of favorites that can compete. And... You know, look, a lot of people look at the number of pieces in the package and say, hey, well, they gave up a ton to do it. And my answer to that would be it's really no different than some of the other bigger deals that we've seen over the last few years. What's very likely to be a late first-round pick, especially because the Canucks hit the all-star break at the time this trade is made, tied for the league lead in points. Uh, They give up Andre Kuzmenko, who, yes, had 39 goals and 74 points last year, but the other part of it is he was a square peg in a round hole that was healthy scratched multiple times this year, and they needed to move him out to make the money work. So Kuzmenko was always likely to go. Calgary gets a piece back in Kuzmenko that they can either potentially build around if they can put him in the right spot, and if not, they could flip him at some point. They get a prospect in Hunter Bruskevich that – Uh, is certainly worth a try, a conditional fourth-round pick that can become a third, and, you know, another top defenseman. So, like, I'm looking at it going, okay, Vancouver didn't give up their best prospect in LaCara Mackey. The the Flames get some pieces that may work, may not, and you can try with quantity over quality. And let's see how this works out. Hmm. I think it's a win-win for both sides, like you said. Um, 
Lindholm, obviously, in my opinion, year after year, one of the best two-way centermen in the league. Makes, like you said, <laughs> makes mm-hmm. makes Canucks instantly better. And you have to, yeah, you have to be really aware of them. Like in my opinion, they there is not really any weaknesses in the, throughout their lineup now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what what Flames got Kuzmenko? Yeah, they were. You know they were always gonna ma- uh, move him, um, but for me still it's very intriguing. Thirty nine goals last year, you know uh, they switch switch uh, switch uh, uh, coach. They obviously didn't see eye to eye. You know different style for whatever reason it wasn't clicking. Kuzmenko owned up to it. He said he's struggling, so now he's got a fresh start, and you know he might be playing with a chip on his shoulder and trying to prove everybody uh, everybody around the league that uh, you know he's still the, the the same player and you know there is uh, there is some guys you can pair him up with that uh, that could help him like it could work i, I mentioned it this, mm-hmm. uh, with huberto on a power yeah. play you know uh, or you know you put them together and it could work for both sides you know huberto likes to dish it kuzmenko can score he proved it last year hey frank why do you think kuzmenko fell out of favor with rick tockett he has what he calls non-negotiables, <laughs> and part of that is your effort on the forecheck, and the other part is your effort working your way back up the ice. And it, it's yeah. not that Kuzmenko didn't want to work hard. Like, that's not the knock. It's not that he didn't want to try. It's just that he doesn't – Rick Tockett doesn't really care what you do when you have the puck. He only cares what you do when you don't have it to go try and get it back. That's really where he enforces his structure. And Kuzmenko, for whatever reason, just wasn't able to fit into that. And despite multiple attempts, and and there were a few games where you could see him starting to kind of put it together. Mm -hmm. But then I also think the idea of being a healthy scratch for him for five or seven games this season, you also saw him making some egregious mistakes that I think are probably part of just a, you know, human nature Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do when you're a healthy scratch is to go make a mistake and that's usually when you do it so you know just to circle back on Lindholm and the the Canucks I think the biggest question is who are you going to play him with and not that that's a problem but I think what has been clearly demonstrated about Lindholm's game yes he is a responsible two-way player but in order for him to really pile up points and production he needs to he needs to play with top-end players. And so are the Canucks willing to break up the lotto line in order to do it? And if not, who are you going to put him with to try and drag some of that production out of him that we know from a couple seasons back, 42 goals and 82 points, is clearly there. Frank Saravalli with us. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Uh, yesterday, Frank, there wasn't one person in Calgary who had ever heard the name Hunter Bristavich. Uh, what do you know about him? And just a question that he, you know, it's 69 points in Kitchener this year. How close was he to making the U.S. junior team for the Worlds? Why wasn't he there? And what kind of player can he become? Yeah, I think he was in the mix. Um, in terms of what he can become, I think that's largely still to be determined because not many people saw this point explosion coming in Kitchener. And I think a lot of people are pretty, at least from the people I talked to in the last 24 hours, they're not skeptical, but they're more or less saying that what they've seen from Brusevich this 
to this point in Kitchener this season is probably not a real true indicator of what you could expect from him in his career moving forward. So, um, again, I think it's a worthy bet from both sides. Um, the Canucks end up kind of selling high on Bruskevich. The uh, Flames take a flyer and see what he could potentially turn into. And in the meantime, it's one of those feelings, probably if you're a general manager, like, um, you know, when you look at Patrick Alvin and the discussions that probably unfolded, as long as they're not asking for our top guy, we're really willing to be malleable on a lot of other pieces that we have in our system. And so um, I think that part is probably what you're breathing a sigh of relief from mm-hmm. if you're the Canucks. What else was cooking uh, over the dinner table last night, Frank? What else kind of, you know, when you're sitting around with all the guys, uh, a, lot of, a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, a lot of this and that. What, what else is shaking in Toronto? Uh, aside from some story time, which I always enjoy, um, we had a couple longtime NHL defensemen sitting around the table, uh, Rhett Warner, Jason oh. York, a couple other beauties in Jay Rosehill and Colby Cohen. So we had a, a quite an eclectic mix of people at our table. And uh, the story time is good. A lot of people are curious still what happens on the goalie market. And then the next question is, okay, so the Flames sell off one of their pieces. Who's next and when? And I thought maybe that was the most interesting part of this is the timing. It's kind of pretty rare to go back and – and see how many players are traded over the all-star break. And it's also kind of unusual. I mean, we did have the Bo Horvat trade, and he becomes an Islander. But a couple years in a row, the Canucks are involved in a trade right at the all-star break for a guy that's on his way to the all-star game, like Lindholm. Now the Flames don't have any representatives, and, um, and now the Canucks have seven. Yeah. <laughs> seven. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> well... They deserve it. They're playing really good hockey. Um, I was going to ask about more about the Flames. Uh, they have still some pieces uh, that they can move. Like, how likely is Hannafin that he's going to be out of the city? Because I heard the rumors mm-hmm. that he might resign. He was interested, but doesn't make sense for him. Doesn't make sense for Flames. I I picture there's going to be a big market for a guy like that now, or Chris Tanev too. He's older, but. You know, still, there's going to be some market for him as well. Yeah, there was some rumbling last night. Is maybe Tanev part of this deal that went down? I never got an indication that that was the case. I was told no when I asked. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, the market, and, and by the way, I still think the Canucks could use one more defenseman, and Tanev really would have made a lot of sense to go back to Vancouver where he started his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Hannafin, I think that's the one real clear thing that the Flames have to work out between now and the end of the break. Is this guy re-signing or is he not? We've put our cards on the table. We've given him exactly what he wants. We need a yes or no answer. And by the end of this break should be a pretty reasonable time frame in order to get one. That leaves you about a month left to, to make some magic happen on the trade market and to really try and extract as much as you can. Mm. I think the market for Tanev, while there's uh, quite a number of teams interested, I, I don't see it turning into a bidding war where mm. all of a sudden you're offering you know, first late first-round no. picks to get him. I still think that market is, is a second-round pick. Yeah. And you, know, you look moving forward, the Flames are – really kind of the team to watch yeah. as we, even after trading the number one player on the board, 
maybe outside of Pittsburgh and what happens with Jake Gensel, the Calgary's this is deadline central. They're holding some cards. If you look at their roster, Frank, when the Oilers played them in 2022 in the playoffs, so not that long ago, the roster, when you look at it and what they will have coming up in a month here, there's about five or six players, and that's about it. Uh, what else, Frank, is on the go? Three, Are, by the way, three yeah. three forty goal scorers traded mm-hmm. from that group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough long. one for the Flames fans. Um, what else is? Are you going to the draft tonight, Frank? How does it work for you here in Toronto? Uh, I will stop by the draft. I'm interested to check it out and see how well hydrated the players are. <laughs> and this whole weekend, I'm most looking forward to skills. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not a big All Star guy. I, you know, the first one I covered was 2008 in Atlanta, and I've been to every one since. For whatever reason. The weekend usually kind of falls short, but I think there's a real chance this year to have some memorable moments from the skills competition that we talk about for a long time. I think it could be that good. And I think tonight, you know, hopefully the NHL is kind of uh, capitalized on instead of having uh, the solo cups have uh, Yeti or Stanley sponsor the cups for tonight. You don't I think mean, so? it feels like sacrilege to have another Stanley Cup. I mean, we all know there's I know. one. But wouldn't they? Well, you can know, but it's while really there's lead the in these cups it's, now, it's apparently. It's the one that so. all the moms are carrying around. <laughs> that's the truth. I, I, I just stopped stopped uh, kind of watching All-Star games yeah. because it's like a circus show. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I, 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 I enjoy it way more when it was just the old school, mm-hmm. just the skills and, and the game. Guys were actually trying on, what, what was it last year? They were playing golf or something? Sure. Uh, Laddie, I was talking to someone uh, at the league last night about this exact topic, and they said, well, maybe it's not for you. Meaning, like, maybe it's it's not not for us, maybe it's for kids. Yeah, I guess. And And sponsors. sponsors, And maybe that's enough. Can you you balance it a little bit more, though? Like, I I feel like it's now it's it's, uh, too one-sided to one side. You know, like, there's, I think there's a bigger market than just kids or sponsors. I think there's other people who have been following the league for the longest time. I don't know. I and think those I th- guys, then they take the week off, too. <laughs> you know? I was going to say, I, I can, uh, I'll tell you how you fix the All-Star game and, and All-Star weekend. You make players start caring. Because guess yeah. what? In the NBA, people love it and watch it because their players are really invested. Too many NHL players treat All-Star Weekend like a joke, mm-hmm. and that's why the product suffers. It's not because the league doesn't care or doesn't want to do anything with it. Hey, Frank, thanks for this. Enjoy Toronto, and uh, hopefully you have a, like a dinner tonight or something like that where, where your phones don't go off. A proper dinner with many, much bourbon. The, the flu, bourbon. yeah, the flu dinner, <laughs> <laughs> the liquor dinner. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Have a good weekend, yeah. buddy. Talk Enjoy. to you on Tuesday. See you guys. Thanks. That's Frank Saravalli, daily face-off, and our headliner of the day. Brought to you by Mister Rooter. There's a co- reason they call him Mister. For all your plumbing needs, go to MrRooter.ca. Yeah, you know the All Star. It's just it is what it is, laddie. If you don't want, I, like for me, I won't watch any of it. I watch a little bit of the skills, maybe. May, skills, skills, maybe. But but they're making the the prize money there, a million right? bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's how they want to make it a little more serious. Yeah, yeah, make it a little more. And I think again, we we talked about it, Grant Fuhr on Tuesday. Well, the goaltender gets a hundred thousand for the most saves in the shootout. Oh, so I I went to uh, All Star game. It was it was called Young Star game my first year mm-hmm. in Dallas. 
I don't remember much <laughs> from it, to be honest. Dallas. Was it 1986 at, Re- <laughs> at Reunion Arena? Oh, man. Dallas. Yeah. Very dangerous city, guys. Yes, it is. So yeah. I'm going to say. Very dangerous city. Yeah, that was the Young Stars. The Young Star Games, but it was part of the All-Star Game. Yeah. In 07? Or 08, 07 probably. 07, 08, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. uh, like I said, didn't remember much. And uh, <laughs> I don't think I was very professional <laughs> that entire weekend. Wow, you're... I was learning you're still. 20 years old. Yeah, exactly. What do you expect, right? Exactly. 20 years old. Yeah, in Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> An away game, they call it. Uh, yeah. You know, I would. And I, I remember taking uh, PJ back with some of the Sharks. Their PJ with oh, yeah. uh, with Patrick Marlowe, George Thornton. Uh, there was, I think, uh, Joe Pawalski, I think yeah. it was on. Ryan Smith was in the All-Star, All-Star yeah. game, and I was, uh, yeah, I was in the Youngstar <laughs> game. I slept the entire flight. I was suffering so so badly. <laughs> oh, well, we'll talk a little bit about that with Laddie yeah. uh, after the break on Sports yeah. 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program and a major, major announcement right now. Happy birthday to Laddie. Happy birthday to Laddie. Thank you. Thank you, Happy Kevin. Happy birthday, dear Laddie. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Kevin. Oh my Laddie's, God. we can say the number two, right? Yeah. Laddie's 38th birthday today. Yeah. So everyone, yeah, the, everyone send in a birthday wish to Laddie today. Thank you. Uh, the, the waitress at the restaurant yesterday, she, she guessed 25. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, she guessed 25, and then she immediately went to see Dr. Brent Sake for an emergency eye exam. She was an older, good-looking lady, okay? Yeah. twenty. That So your birthday dinner was last night? Yeah, with my wife, yeah. And, oh, where'd you go? Uh, Cafe Amore. Ooh, oh, the love. Cafe the love. love, yeah. Cafe love, yeah. And did you order tomato soup, grilled cheese, or what? No, no, no. Ribs. Full rack of ribs. And she said, <laughs> are you sure you want a full rack? Is it just for you? I'm like, yeah, sure. I ate... Well, I had the meat sweats today at the gym. I <laughs> swear to God, it was. She bore me. It was a big portion, but I'm like, I'm not gonna give her the satisfaction. Yeah. So you I just crushed the whole thing. Full and then, rack, yeah. Yeah, and then then I ate a little bit of my wife's uh, uh, chicken parm as well, <laughs> and three appetizers. <laughs> three appetizers. <laughs> yeah, mussels, bruschetta, and salad. And dessert. I didn't want one, but the restaurant probably you, bring one they, up. Yeah, uh, so I cr- crushed a little carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> Just a regular Wednesday night <laughs> meal for a laddie daddy. A normal Wednesday for laddie. Yeah. So you've got a couple of. First, let's talk about Schmied's Elite. Oh, now I look at look at how happy laddie brought is. it up. Okay, what's this all about? It's just kind of starting. Schmied's Elite. That's Schmied's what it's called. Schmied's Elite. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm starting my own company. Uh, it's a skill development company. It's ran by me solely. Okay. Uh, in the future, I would be open to work with with other people, but for now, it's uh, you know, just just me. I'm open to anything, but mostly I want to be focused on uh, skill development with defensemen, okay. smaller groups, one on one to. Private session, one-on-one private sessions to groups up to six, eight, ten mm-hmm. defensemen. So I can really solely focus. And you know, there's a lot of lot of skill coaches around, like run camps. And I'm open to to run camps, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be doing. You know, right now I'm getting organized, getting the website set up. And but my big thing is it's all about details. You right. know, I don't think you're gonna reinvent the wheel with hockey. It's all all the same. 
I know the drills, but it's all about how you do them. You know, the little things, how you set your body, how you set up your position, how you tackle the puck, mm-hmm. what angles, you know, little things like shoulder checking, your stick positioning. So I... Is there a target age? So I have been asked that many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the target age for me would be probably between U13, U18, even pro, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm open U9, U11 here and there. U, U11 is my son's age. So right. I would be, I, I'm op- very open to that. But it's a bit trickier. Mm-hmm. With kids like that, I really want to make an impact on older kids. You know, they they understand the details. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't do them properly and they don't do them uh, consistently enough. So there's an age where you think that what you're laying down, they're picking up a lot more. Yes. Okay. Uh, the U15, I never work with U13, so I don't know that. But U15, I see with our team, uh, the HC Edmonton. Uh, they do pick mm-hmm. it up. But again, you have to be there constantly and reminding them. And that's my big thing. Like my camps, like I'm not going to say I'm going to yell, don't get scared, yeah. but I'm going to tell you when you're doing something wrong, I'm going to tell you right away and I'm going to correct you right away and you're going to do it again. Because if if you build up these bad habits over and over, which I see a lot because a lot of these kids haven't been coached before really. Yeah. You know, they just, you know, coach sets, says the drill and lets you do it. And he doesn't correct you ever. So you're just building these these bad habits and it's really hard to break them. So with me, I really want to focus on these little things. Um, the other thing is a lot of camps do stuff. They just put, and there is, there is time and place for that. Yeah. Like they just put... Uh, you know, sticks down, uh, whatever, pylons and, you know, the kind of the pep stuff. And I like it. There's a, there is a place for it, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a tool. A lot of kids, when I, when I, again, with my team, I like to put a pressure on them, myself or their teammates, mm-hmm. pressuring them. It's amazing the, how different they react because all of a sudden they have a person who is, who is pressuring them that the person is taking certain angle, the reaction, and they, some of them, they just cramp up. They just, you know, they get nervous. It's like putting handcuffs on them because guess what? When you're just doing uh, stuff with pylons, the pylon doesn't move. You don't have to react to the pylon. You don't have to react to anything. If you put a player there, like in a game, you actually have to sometimes improvise, you know, so... That would be my big thing. A lot, lot of birthday wishes coming in, and Aww. also one from Rockford. He kind of likes the name Schmied's Elite, but he's he says, how about succeed with Schmied? Ooh. My Ooh. wife dropped the ball. <laughs> my wife dropped the ball. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. with my name, but that's a great, that's a great suggestion. I'm, I'm uh, not gonna lie. I'm a little bit. Uh, Nervous about yeah, it. It's a new business, a little, you know, but I believe in my ability and I believe in my experience. Mm-hmm. And like, I was thinking, what am I doing here? Like I, I played my, I played my whole life 
My dad was a player. He coached. I had endless conversation with him about about hockey. I've been in the hockey world my whole life, coaching, scouting, playing. Yeah. So what am I doing here? Like mm-hmm. I want to take that experience and actually make an impact on the, on young players. Also, yesterday you're with Big George Larock and Big uh, George, Big George and Chris Joe, Chris Joseph. Yeah. So this is through Oilers Entertainment Group. Every kid deserves, deserves a, a shot. shot. Yeah. Near and dear to your heart, kind of thing, and how you. Yes. Uh, why did you get involved in that? And again, you're you're involved in a lot of things in the city that people don't know about. But why this one here too? Thank God, finally some positive things I'm involved. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Stop the booze and uh, the positive things come. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. Um, why am I involved? So I'm ambassador for this uh, organization. Every every kid deserves a shot. It's yeah. uh, founded by uh, Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Um, so first of all, I I would like to thank the Oilers fans who are the best mm-hmm. in the world, in my opinion. They make this happen. You know, uh, they come to the games. They're hardworking people. They spend the money, and we can use the the foundation, the uh, Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, can use the money to channel the money to these great foundations underneath them or partner up with them. Every kid deserves a shot. So this uh, this foundation, they asked me to be ambassador. And the way I looked at it, mm-hmm. um, I have three kids. Uh, you know, one is two and a half, he's gonna start skating. My, my daughter does figure skating, my son plays hockey. Yeah. We are very fortunate that we can afford this. You know, I had a long career, I made good living, so I can provide for them. But yeah. That being said, there's a lot of kids that are not fortunate enough. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, whatever circumstances, they're single parents. You know, even parents who are working hard, but they have a lot of kids and they cannot afford all of this. Or kids who are coming from different countries, you know, they, they don't have the same opportunity. So mm-hmm. this foundation makes hockey or any sport more affordable, more accessible, inclusive. You know, and when I look at my kids, when they go to the sports or come back, the joy in their fa- on their faces, there's nothing better than that. It lights up my day. Well, even, I, want, I want the other kids to experience yes, the same. But even think about the story you told with your dad how many years ago with no skates, that skates that strapped to, this, to yeah, the boot, yeah. no shin pads, no, no nothing. nothing. And they, he, he, had so much, he had so much fun. Yeah. Right? Like I, I want these kids to, to experience the same joy and... You know, like being part of the team too. It teaches you a lot of life lessons that you can use later on. Uh, for me, like when I joined hockey, it gave me some sense of belonging. Like it gave mm-hmm. me a second family. I still have friends from my early uh, early ages or early stages of my career. I, st- I I'm still in friends. They they wish me happy birthday. Mm-hmm. We grew up together, and it it teaches you to be a good person. The you know, discipline, uh, work with others. You know, it teaches, key. It, it's key. And yeah. on, on top of like the, the physical benefits, the mental benefits, I, I think it's it, it's great to be part of something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and feeling like you belong somewhere. Because some of these kids, like, guess what? Like if they can go to the, to the sports, they're always on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want to to make that kind of environment. You want to include them. So this is a great cause. I when the, whenever uh, when I got asked, I didn't think twice. This is this is awesome. I'm very honored to be part of it. Text coming in 18334011440. Wishing Laddie happy birthday. Robbie Googie very happy Laddie day. Uh, Steve from Drumheller wants he does an apparel stuff. He wants to put make hats, hoodies and tees all your apparel stuff. 
Oh, already. Wow. Look at this. Guys are coming in already, laddie. Wow. Put all this Thank stuff you guys. Together. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Nail says, happy birthday. Happy birthday from Kyle from Millwoods. And he said, can I get a let's go Mets? What's Mets? Is that something? Is, he, is that my wrong on that one, Duke? I don't know what Let's Go Mets is, but... Maybe he can explain it. Well... Yeah. Like, does he mean the New York Mets? Well, that's what I'm going. Like, is it... Uh, does Laddie have some sort of connection to the New York Mets? Do the Mets have any... I don't... No, not that I know of. <laughs> well, we'll, well, pro- we'll, clar- we'll clarify. Like, like I said, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so whatever I was doing before. Uh, <laughs> you might have been at a Mets game. You have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. so, my wife's going through the bills like, where is this? Uh, where is this fly from? It was at Shea Stadium, but it was uh, a day yeah. I'll never forget. Were you there? Uh, <laughs> uh, when we come back, good buddy of yours. Chopper. Chopper. Chopper's yeah. going to be, a, I'm, I'm very excited, so, obviously. Yeah, that's Ethan Morrill. Do yeah. you know how he got his nickname Chopper? Yeah, really. Okay, well, I thought it was because of, it's same deep. as you, missing the front teeth. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, but it isn't. It isn't. I, so are we going to let him tell the story? Yes, or? we are. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'll, I'll do my top three, top three NHL toothless grins. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. I like it. I I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a in your out. <laughs> uh, before all that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns. Our unique lounges and casual setting makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.